the awareness you have when you set a goal or like a, create a timeline and the awareness you have when you get closer to the timeline are drastically different. So it's almost like, I mean, okay, if we say we want to make, let's just say we want to make a million dollars this year. It's a fine line between making sure we make a million dollars and making sure we stay in alignment with what we believe. How do you find the right amount of pressure? You have to design the right amount of pressure. It's so important. And then, so question one is, how aligned is this timeline? Question two, is this timeline creating the right amount of pressure? Is the pressure too much or too little? And, and I do want to make this clear. You need some pressure. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was a very deep episode. Number 1,335, some of the most important things you do will never be seen. Make sure you check that one out, because that was a really good one. Today, for episode number 1,336, are your own timelines holding you back? Happy Sunday. I had somebody who I was friends with for a while, and I remember I never really understood this person at a super deep level because they were way more focused on their age than I was. So I am somebody who, I'm thir- I don't even know how old I am, 33, I think. Right. There's like, that's a running joke is depends on when you ask me, I might say 33, I might say 34, I might say 32. I genuinely don't know sometimes because I don't really think about it that much because I don't, I don't really care. I don't really value it. But I had somebody in my life who this person, for some reason, they had decided by that if they didn't have their dream relationship by 30, they were a failure. And everything started to shift as they got closer to 30. So they had this, this internal timeline based on I don't know what that they were running their life off of and they started making relationship choices differently around 30 than they would have if they were at 27 and I remember thinking the likelihood of this person's relationship actually succeeding is way less because it's it's based on a timeline it's not based on are there core values are there core aspirations are there core um, beliefs like it's not that it's based on this is a convenient person to have in my life and I'm 29 years old. Like, I gotta make this work. And the thought in this episode is, do you have any of those timelines that you've created for yourself? Have you created a timeline where I must have a house by X date? I must have a new car by X date. We must take a vacation by X date. We must have children by X date. Now, I understand some of those things, you know, are a little bit different, but that's a really important question to ask yourself because you might be holding yourself back from future progress. You might be putting yourself in a dangerous position. I've met a lot of people who they're making a lot of their choices emotionally based on a timeline that isn't real. I know we did the emotion versus or short-term versus long-term episode last week, but that's my question for you if you're out there. Do you have some sort of internal timeline you've created for yourself? And if so, is it helping you? Is it hurting you? Is it what's best for your future or is it what's best for your emotions short term? There's a lot to unpack here. So I'm going to start with this. 
I, I reached out and I asked for a testimonial from one of my peak performance clients. And she said, yes, absolutely. Can't wait. Awesome. What's the deadline? And I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't have a deadline. Get it to me when you can get it to me. But then I also understand <laughs> yeah. people need deadlines. So I ended up saying, I think next Saturday or whatever. But the deadline changes everything. Changes everything. And it's mostly unconscious. With my peak performance coaching clients, here's what we do. We've done an episode on it. We do dreamlining. Kev, thank you for the name. Indeed. It's simple. Simple, simple, simple. What is one statement that that articulates your current dream 10 plus years from now? So uh, I'll use mine as an example. Uh, to build the most positively impactful holistic self-improvement company. Okay, there's your uh, dreams. So dreamlining, dreams. That's number one at the top of the list. Okay, then. Boom. Goals. 2023. So goals is for this year. Three of them. Then milestones. This quarter. There's 54 days left in Q2. Then you have inch pebbles. Inch pebbles are day-to-day habits. Kev, we need deadlines Mm -hmm. in order to be at our best. And here's an example. You, two people. One of them says, hey, I want to run every day for my good health. Awesome. Second person, I'm going to do a marathon. I already signed up and paid and invited my entire family to come support me in three months. So I have 90 days to train. One of those people is going to be out there running every single day. One of them is going to be kind of not, most likely. Mm -hmm. It's it's just accountability. We are much more afraid to to let people down than we are to like our own thing. So Kevin and I did a 10 pounds in 10 week challenge. And the person we admitted that, we said it to the whole community. And we said, whoever does not lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks does not get to record an episode. So is it going to be either just Kevin on here by himself for the first time in 1,336 episodes, or it's going to be just me on here because Kevin didn't hit his mark. Mm. We ended up both hitting our mark. Fortunately, I did a dehydrated last minute marathon. And by did, I mean basically walked to the finish because the second half was nothing short of the most painful thing ever. Um, Not most painful thing ever, but physically brutal. And barely hit my mark, 179, weighed in. That was a close one. But, so we need deadlines. Deadlines are powerful. Deadlines are powerful. But they also are powerful in the wrong way. If you're not careful. And this is what I wrote down. The danger of trading in a core value for a goal with a deadline. So that friend you're talking about, Mm. have to have a long-term relationship by 30, need to get married, need to buy a house, need to have kids, those timelines are dangerous because if that's unconscious timeline, now all of a sudden you're going to settle for something that might, might not be the right fit. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to do that. Kevin uh, encouraged me to share this story that I don't know if I've ever told it on the podcast. So I had a timeline that I said out loud. And if you go back to the episode we did on keep your goals close to your heart because the wrong people you know, will use them against you, that's like a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that unfortunately. So I always said millionaire by 30. I want to be a millionaire by 30. I want to be a millionaire by 30, right? Now, millionaire net worth. Sitting down with one of my mentors once and he said, Alan, you know, if you stayed at Cognix, you'd be a millionaire by now. And I was like, I do know that. Thank you, sir. Can you please pay for this Panera? Because I am now a broke entrepreneur. But anyways, he said, Alan, if I, and this is a different time, I'm, I'm condensing the story. But later on, we're getting sushi. And he said, Alan, if I gave you a million dollars, what could you turn it in, turn it into in five years? And I said, well, with my program that I'm going to launch for fitness, this business, uh, I would say at least 5 million, if not 10 or 20 in five years. 
And he said, okay, interesting. I want to introduce you to my billionaire friends and uh, let's pitch this idea. He said, there's no shortage of capital, Alan. There's just a shortage of great entrepreneurs. You're a great entrepreneur. Let me introduce you to my billionaire friend. Kevin and I fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. It's a couple nights later and I'm freaking out. No, I'm not freaking out. I kind of am though, a little bit. I'm 29 years old or 28, I forget which. And we're sitting on Kevin's porch in Worcester as broke entrepreneurs together. Mm -hmm. And we are putting together a proposal for this endeavor. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know if I can do this. Not, I don't know if I can do this, like turn a million into 10 million. Not that. I don't know if I can let someone else into my cookie jar. I don't, I told Kev this. I said, I didn't go into entrepreneurship because I didn't think I could succeed in corporate. I went into entrepreneurship because I didn't want anyone to ever be able to dictate what I do and don't do. And there's different ways to get investment and I'm not going to go deep down the rabbit hole of, if you've ever seen Shark Tank, picture this as like a private equity version of Shark Tank that's not a show. And I essentially just decided, you know what? No, I'm not even going to take the meeting. I'm not going to do this. Like, let's can it. And I remember you and I masterminding on the porch about this. And I just realized that I can't do it. My core value of personal freedom is too large and too important to me to risk just to become a millionaire by 30. And so after I hit 30, you know, um, I got some messages and one of the messages in particular, it's like, Hey man, I just want you to know, like, I know you didn't hit it. You know, you didn't hit the mark. I'm really sorry. And again, honestly, I think in some ways that person was trying to be empathetic. And I think more than anything, they're like, Hey, by the way, I do know you didn't hit your mark. Either way, I don't care. What I do care about is you don't really know that I chose not to hit that mark and that I could have easily. And I told that story because I chose core value over core goal. Be careful of what you become in pursuit of what you want. There are a lot of ways Kevin and I could be way more successful that are outside of our core values. One of the core values that I have is to to create the highest possible moral and ethical standard. And there's a lot we could do that is outside of moral and ethical standards that I will never, ever do. And regardless of whether or not I want to be a millionaire by 30 or whatever. So, so that's what this is about is don't let these unconscious timelines, when you set a goal, you can rip that thing up if you decide that's not what you want. And I honestly believe, at least this is my current belief, I believe long-term I will be more successful and most importantly, more fulfilled than I would have been had I traded in my soul. I'm kidding. I wouldn't have had to trade in my soul, but you know what I'm saying? Well, I think it's interesting because when you, the awareness you have when you set a goal or like create a timeline and the awareness you have when you get closer to the timeline are drastically different. So it's almost like, I mean, okay, if we say we want to make, let's just say we want to make a million dollars this year. It's a fine line between making sure we make a million dollars and making sure we stay in alignment with what we believe or making sure we, right. That's exactly it. And that's why it's a dangerous game. The other, the interesting thing too, and I've seen this a lot with, particularly siblings, where the younger sibling seems to be living an expedited life and the older sibling feels a lot of pressure to keep up with that. So they start setting these, t- these timelines that aren't theirs, which is a whole nother, that's an, another interesting thing. You and I were talking earlier about the divorce rate being so high. And I joked, I said, I think one of the reasons the divorce rate is so high is because most of these people shouldn't be getting married. And it was kind of a joke. But honestly, I think a lot of people are getting married because there's other people that are getting married and they're saying, well, I got to speed my timeline up. I don't want, I don't want to be the only person in my friend group that's single. I got to, I got to make some changes. I don't want to be the only person in my friend group that doesn't have a home. Good. I can tell what I'm saying is truly riveting to you. Yeah. Why? Comparison. 
something we've talked about many times on here. I think it's that. You don't fit in. You don't fit in if you, you know, or, well, yeah, no, I would say that. I would say you just, you don't feel like you're going to fit in. You don't feel like you're going to belong. You feel like you're going to be the outcast. People might look at you differently. Mm -hmm. I feel like that. I've told this story before where I, and this was, this was hard for me because it wasn't just my own timeline, but I had done a bodybuilding show and I had won a bodybuilding show. And after I was like, I am never going to do that again. That was terrible. Then I was like, one of my buddies was like, hey, I want to do a bodybuilding show. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it together. That'll be such, that'll be such a great experience, right? And it ended up creating this timeline for me and this pressure of I must accomplish this because here's a list of reasons. You don't want to let your buddy down. You said you would do it. You've been posting pictures on social media, all this stuff. And it was like bad for my health at that point. So my yeah. timeline was quite literally toxic. That timeline of I must do a show when my friend does a show because I don't want to let him down. That's huge. And like public accountability, if I've already posted about it, people think I'm a bodybuilder. That was a real challenge for me, honestly. Bonnie here. I just wanted to share my experience with group coaching and some of the things that I got out of it. So going into group coaching, I was not tracking any habits at all. And so now some of them have become habits. I'm happy to say I wake up, I have a glass of water without even thinking about it anymore. So now I think it's probably time to gear up. I highly encourage people to jump into group coaching. There's so much information. And so stick with it and um, carry on and your life will be better for it. Damn, everything's a double-edged sword, Kev. Of course. Dude, we were on point in fitness, you more than me, because you hit your goal with the 10 week, 10 pound in 10 week challenge. You crushed it, man. You were ahead of schedule. You hit your 10 pound mark in like three weeks left or something. Uh, three, two, two, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But it's like you were more on point with your cut then and now, Definitely. but you're also up against this timeline. Dude. Well, the interesting thing is I, I had this moment. I also was spending way more time at the gym. The, the, of course. When the pressure is, con or when the goal is condensed, the pressure is condensed too. 100%. And now I just told you, I, Tara and I ordered a treadmill because it's like, all right, if I want to exercise every day for a half hour, it'll make life a lot easier just to throw that treadmill. And I'm, I'll be able to get up first thing in the morning and I might even be able to do two cardio sessions or two exercises a day, depending on, you know, the way it's set up. So, but it's based on that. It's based on, I can't, it wouldn't benefit me to, compress such a large goal again because something else is going to fall that like am i willing to affect the business no i know and you know, that's, it's that's one thing that this lifestyle design is very important because with next level live and group coaching being so close kevin and i were really up against it for a long time and it really affected the other parts of the business negatively yeah. but if we weren't up against it at all we wouldn't have the necessity we need to to be at our best. How do you find the right amount of pressure? You have to design the right amount of pressure. It's so important. And then, so question one is, how aligned is this timeline? Question two, is this timeline creating the right amount of pressure? Is the pressure too much or too little? And, and I do want to make this clear. You need some pressure. I mean, you know this, right? I mean, seven episodes a week, we are constantly up against it. I mean, mm -hmm. we're going to have to squeeze an episode in on Friday, right in between two of my calls. And I'm like, dude, I had to push one of my calls 15 minutes because it's going to be horrible. 
Uh, horrible is exaggerated. It's going to be fine. But it's going to kind of suck, honestly. I don't like doing back-to-backs. I cannot stand it. I need to go to the bathroom. I want to take a minute. And uh, but, but that's the right pressure. What are we going to do? Not be consistent? You know? And so, and then I guess the last question would be, is your timeline to keep up with other people or is it your own? I think that's it. Is, is, is it your own? But you got to have public accountability. So you kind of got to say, hey, I'm doing a marathon, right? We talked about the two people. You know, one of them's like, I want to run every day for my good health, keeps it to themselves. The other one signs up for a marathon and invites their friends and family. One of them's going to have way more necessity. I often say most people, I used to say everyone, but someone reached out and said, no, I didn't. Uh, I say, I used to say everyone works out before their wedding. Almost everyone works out before their wedding. Why? Wedding's coming up. They're not working out because they love working out. They're working out because they don't want to look bad at their wedding. Totally understandable. It's human nature. So you got to design it right. And then the, the last question I would pose is what happens if you don't meet the deadline yeah. or the timeline? What does that I mean a, about you? Oh, that or what do you what do? You do? do you say like, ah, you know what? Ah, let, me, let me refocus and try again or that. It's like what if, if you intend on being married by 33, what happens if you're not? Like what, what really happens? Then do you not, go ahead. I have a very powerful story that just came to me. I had a client for the longest time, absolute sweetheart. She always wanted children, but she didn't want to have a child with, without a great relationship. And she got to a certain age, I think she was in her early 40s or mid 40s, where she eventually realized, I'm going to have to do this myself. Mm. And so she paid for, I don't know, in vitro fertilization, I think. Is, is it what I, it's, IVF? Is that what it's? I think so. And it worked and she now she has a daughter and it seems wonderful. I mean, her daughter's the cutest, but eventually it was like, I, I'm going to do this alone then. Mm. And that's, you know, it's better than her ending up in a relationship only right. because she wants a child. So I had a lot of reverence for that personally, because I think a lot of people do get into relationships because they, maybe for the wrong reasons, I should say, you know, and then it's doomed to fail and then the kid suffers and then it's divorce and it's a whole thing. So, um, that was another really important one too. I think that a lot of women struggle with this and I don't pretend to know because I don't, but I know that a woman, I had an ex-girlfriend who was like a nurse and she was like, well, if I'm going to have kids, I got to do it soon because the, the pr- probability of defects increase exponentially. And I said, yeah, but also if you look up the stats, it increases from very low chances of problems to like still very low chances of problems. And you also take really good care of yourself. So mm-hmm. I think the math on that, most people tend to exaggerate it. But I do know that that's a timeline that's always ticking for, mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to start a family. Yeah. Well, the, um, the reason I said what happens if you don't hit your timeline, new NLPS client, and this person was like, yeah, I, I tried to start, I wanted to start a podcast three years ago. I just never did. It's like, okay, that would have been beneficial to have a one-year time or a six-month timeline or a two-month timeline. That, it's, it's interesting. This is a very, it's a deeper episode than I expected because we all have these. It's, we all have these. Like right now, I'm not pushing fitness super hard because I have enough time. I set a date in September. I have plenty of time. I have too much time. And then there's so, the philosophical question of how much time do we all have on earth and that whole thing. Because so it's like a lot of this is based on probability and statistics of the a, average a deep life one. expectancy. Kev, there was another client who said, honestly, if I don't make money with this podcast within a year, I'm, I'm canning it. And yeah. you and I both were like, ah, no way. He has changed he, his mind. He pushed he? the timeline out further. Good, yes. good. Okay. Because otherwise you're setting yourself up for failure. I said that. I said that. I know you did. But yeah. But see, under, perfect. Understandable. 
This is a deeper episode than you thought because most of these timelines are unconscious. And a lot of them are not, they're based on emotion. It's like, I mean, yeah, if you don't make money by the end of the year, it's like, well, that's, what if that's just not enough time? What if that's just expectation? Like, what if you're already, what if you're ahead of schedule and you just don't feel like it? That's, that's a real thing too. I mean, I was ahead of schedule on my weight loss and the 10 pounds in 10 weeks. I could have slowed down and been less suffering. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of cardio. I was boxing like every day. Again, I'm, I'm grateful I did because I enjoyed it. But one thing too, when you used to not know that we'd be successful and you were broke, we were broke. Oh yeah. You know, we were, sure. we were in 30 grand worth of debt and your car didn't work and we got rejected for muffins mm-hmm. uh, back in the early entrepreneur days. I was never really that concerned because I knew we'd be good, but I also knew what would happen mathematically more maybe than you did. So what your timeline in hindsight, did you think we were behind or ahead looking back? I don't know if I, I don't think I had an accurate timeline. I think that's that what we need to talk about. Like how do people create an accurate timeline? That's my question. I don't, you ask somebody who's done it. I don't know how else to advise. I mean, I would never, if I could go back again, at least I would understand. Number one, you can get a lot further than you think when you don't have money. You get creative and you learn skills and <laughs> skills monetize forever. Credit card roulette. Credit card roulette. You can definitely do that. I don't know. <laughs> I think you have to ask somebody who's done it. Like, what are the realistic expectations? Or maybe I could have Googled, you know, how long until a business really becomes profitable. And it might have mm-hmm. said three and a half years. And I'd be like, oh, we're only two years in. Damn. <laughs> that. Seek higher awareness than you currently have. One of my coaches awareness- said, said, Alan, you're not going to be, you're not going to make money for the first two years at least. And I was like, Mm-mm, I'm going to make money. Yeah. You know, she was right. She was right. But she also had been in business for 13 years. So she knows. Well, I think that's the answer. You seek, seek somebody with higher awareness because they have more aligned expectations. Yeah. That's what I would say. You dig it? Very, very powerful. Uh, the, the last thing I would say is just question what, what are the implications of the timelines you've set consciously or unconsciously? And are they helping you or hurting you at this stage? I would second that. I was supposed to talk about something. I don't remember what it was. Take your time, man. Do you remember what it was? Uh, did I ask you a question? No, no. Were we talking about Next Level Nation? What was I supposed to, what was I supposed to inform the <laughs> wonderful community about? Oh, the website. Like, website. Yes, yes, yes. So our oh, website has be been rebuilt <laughs> several, several times. Like the website yeah. is Next Level. Shout out to Alessandro and the Next Level graphic design team and Alan for, for staying on top of that. But it's a great place to go visit and see like what else is going on. I mean, there's a lot, of, we do a lot of stuff that you might not know because we don't talk about it. Uh, the website is a great place to find it. Courses are there. Next Level Hope Foundation is there. Connection to Book Club is there. Connection to Next Level Nation is there. So if you haven't checked out the website in a minute and you want to check it out, check it out. And if you are looking for website help, let us know because Alessandro is great at building websites. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if you love our website, that is a good sample of what you would get at Next Level Web Solutions. That's right. And Alessandro is currently working with Evolve Ventures, and that's my my baby. That's Emilia. I would never recommend someone to Emilia who I didn't believe in deeply. So thank you, Alessandro. We appreciate you, brother. And uh, if that's not a testimonial, I don't know what is. Also, if you want to start habit tracking, and you do have a timeline, and you want to do dreamlining, and you want to say, okay, here's my dream, here's my goals, here's my milestones for this quarter, and then here's my inch pebbles. The inch pebbles are the daily habits. So if you go to the website. Uh, Click the link in the show notes. It'll be a a website link to the landing page for Optimal. This is an app that I use every single day. Okay, it's habit tracking made simple. Download it. There's going to be a video that shows you exactly how to put it on your phone. Start with three habits a day. And then trust me, 
you'll get momentum over time and you'll be amazed what can happen over time. Tomorrow. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. Tomorrow for episode number 1,337. It'll be a happy Monday. Are you flexing your creativity muscle? I know that's very, very important for our community and our amazing NLU family. So make sure you check that episode out and a wonderful start to Monday. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Check in on those timelines. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.